Oh, hello. Oh, hello. What's up, Movie Tree Schmodown fans? Welcome to the only show that matters. Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown. My name is Brad Gilmore. You might know me by the name. You might know me as the Oh, my God. You're my dreamboat, for sure. You're a swagger, Brad. Yeah. Forget about that one. I love that. Hashtag best of all time. Hashtag Brad's been true. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag I want a boat. By the way, I'm going to put up that video of me interviewing James Tolkien. Oh. Uh, here probably sometime soon. Uh, <laughs> sure. Brad Gilmore in this bitch. And we joining know. me. Joining me. Brad Gilmore in this bitch. Yeah, we know. Joining me. Brad oh, Gilmore look at this. this hey, you, I was actually, are you confused over there? You got your wires crossed? Wait, wait hold on. Look at this. I was actually texting, make, te texting right before the show was starting. Yeah, I know. But then I didn't hit, realize I hit the little microphone thing. Uh-oh. Right? A little and, dictation uh, there. And it completely deleted what I was saying, and then it started saying all this. Wow, stuff. the whole intro, yeah, no, right? Um, okay. It says, "I need you." Is your smile, Vans? Welcome to the only show that matters. Welcome to the Schmodown. Call no money. Call oh, no money was regular. Do you want to? Do you want to be my name? You want to have a roof <laughs> on my god? You're my dreamboat. Oh, you're for sure a flagler, <laughs> Brad. I forget to tell you that one. I tagged as Tom. Has a bridesmaid. You. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag I'm on a boat. Hashtag I'm going to put up that vid of me interviewing James Tolkien here probably sometime soon. Wow. No steward and spray. Them on your bed. Join me, Craig. Minna, are we now joining me crazy little biatch? Are you confused? That's what it <laughs> says. Oh, my Lord. That's great. <laughs> and you know what I'm doing? You going to hit send? Let them figure that out. <laughs> who's, that, who's that going to? It's going to Kevin. That's our executive producer of Reality of Wrestling. <laughs> okay. He okay. asked me a, a work-related thing. Yeah, you responded in kind, yeah, with a work-related thing. Maybe not his work, but, you know. Yes. Oh, and by the way, Frank's here. Sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about those. Oh, I'm feeling those numbers. Yeah. I mean, how do you follow that? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You, you just don't. But I will tell you, Brad, uh, been an interesting week. Sure has. You know? Sure you know, it's been an has. interesting week uh, since last last show. We had a few matches go down between Paulo Yama and the Barbarian. And then, of course, the team's title match between the greatest team of all time that is known as Shazam. <clears throat> Harlov. Yes. And, and they took on uh, Lightning Time. So we're going to talk about that because we got to talk about that. And then obviously the two matches we uh, have had so far this week between um, one Mike Kalinowski, Janine the Machine, and then today, the Thursday match, team's semifinal between Danger Zone oh. and Press Room. Big matches. Big All matches. the way around. And I do know that I do notice uh, Mr. Barbarian – uh, is using his alias name in the YouTube chat, uh, Craig, uh, as he's kind of trying to appear. But we see you, Barbarian. We see you, and we. this is par for the course, Brad. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. But tell me. I will. When we see uh, individuals in the chat on some of yes. our episodes, our shows, yes. uh, it's usually only because they won their match, and they just want to hear what we got to say. Is, yes. that, is, is that accurate? Uh, yeah, or... Or... or or they lost, and they want to see if they're going to get 
pulverized <laughs> by Frank Janish. Because I will yeah. admit, you are the uh, you are the Simon Cowell of this duo. You are the even though like I might have the the manic energy of yeah, like a do. Stephen A. Smith, you have like the cutting critiques of a Stephen A. Smith. You're like when 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 you know when um when Charles says something and it's not funny, but it's like it's funny because it's really true. <laughs> sure, that's yeah. you. That's yeah, you. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, I, I was all over that that uh, that pre match promo with Craig. I mean, he called me out because I because I even forgot that I said, "Look, Paul Yama is just better." <laughs> and uh, look, do I still believe that? Yeah, but you know, damn, ice cold, Frank, ice cold. I still believe that. It, it, Craig, but Barbarian was due. He was due for a win for sure. Yes. He plays. He always plays great. One of the highest, and he he'll be the first. Or if I'm not saying it, he's saying it. One of the highest actually rates in in the league that has yet to accomplish anything of note. It's in particular, well, really any division. But he's played so well in singles that you're just like, how has he not ascended further yet? And well, he's currently on his way with that with that win over Yama last last Friday. Um, well, if I remember though correctly, you did doubt the big bad barbarian, um, quite, quite, uh, viciously. Hmm. And you said that Paul Oyama and you gave, you gave Paul his props. Paul needs his flowers. Paul's sensational. He's great. Um, but I, 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 I don't remember who I picked last week. I think I picked the barbarian. Did I not? Did let's I pick just, the barbarian? Let's just give you that bone. We'll give you that bone. If. I, I saw know. somebody. I, that, I saw somebody on YouTube comment saying like Brad changes his mind every week, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm a human." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and and I might heart. think, I might I think something different. And then then somebody in the comments got on you for like inconsistencies or something. Did you see this? No, 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 no. You no one this? ever talks ill about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't. I didn't really, honestly, I did not see that. Should I go back and look? I want to go you back should. and look. It was something what, like that. What these uh, scallywags are are talking about here? This is unacceptable let's see what were was it last week you're talking about it was last week's show okay in the comments all right let's 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 see if i can find here um no no i don't see a love okay we love you brad but i don't think even things get sometimes on what he says on the show although no disrespect okay that's nice but he literally said last week that he thinks no one can beat Mike, not Chandru, not Parker, not Amaru, etc. It's even used in Nurkronik's promo for the Amaru Mike match, and then he predicts Parker to beat Mike at Spectacular. <laughs> I said uh, maybe Parker. <laughs> I, and, I wasn't sure. I'm not sure on it. And and then, but, he, then okay. he goes here. This is what he says. And Frank is choosing Mike over Parker at Spectacular? Question mark explanation point. Everything really is backwards now, LOL. Regardless of analytics, I'm just glad that Mike has gotten the opportunity to be back at Spectacular and try to get a redemption from Spectacular for He's blah, 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 blah. All right. That's not there that. I don't, that's not that actually bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Am I? Yeah, I have my reasons. So th- there it is. And that was from uh, Ralph Roy Miller, who I do think pops in our live chat as well. What was his name? Ralph Roy Miller. What up, Ralph? What up, Ralph? Yeah. Hey, yeah, man, I'm a, a human. A I changed my mind. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, oh, Bips is in the chat as well. He probably wants to hear me talk about how he's part of the greatest team of all time. Well, you right? know what? He's going to hear me talk about it, too. See? He's going to hear me talk about it, too. And guess who uh, Guess who I want to hear say it? Oh, the guy? The league? The guy. The league. 
I think we might we might have to dial up the digits. Let's do it. You know what? This is a, this is a, just a loose show today. It is. This is a loose show. He should know that we're we're doing. Let's see. Let's call him right now. We're calling the league. We're gonna see. Okay. Let's see. see. See if this is gonna work. Because I'm very interested. I mean, I want him to say it. Do I think he's gonna say it? Probably not. But we're gonna twist his arm. <laughs> oh wait, I gotta hold on one second. <laughs> oh boy. Let's see. Let's see what's gonna happen here. Yeah. yeah what's that? Christian hey. Orloff. Uh, yes. Is this the uh, is this the uh, the the Atlanta Braves hotline? <laughs> no, this is uh, your car warranty is about to expire, and we want to know if you want to extend that warranty for the low, low price of seventeen ninety five per month. Uh, 100%. Can I add, uh, it doesn't pay to bang on trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> That's is. actually not covered in our warranty. Christian Harloff, <laughs> this is Brad Gilmore and Frank Janish of the Schmodown Rundown. You're being co- cold called on the air. Uh, hopefully... You're in a in a place uh, mentally, physically, and spiritually where you're going to be able to produce um, some answers to questions because Frank is in a very uh, jubilous mood, and well, Frank, he, Frank should Frank should be in a jubilous mood because he got treated to a lot of, uh, of delicious sushi today. Well, yeah, hold on. I, what? It, it, what is this was, about? It was a it was a sushi day, Brad. Where? Where was the sushi? It was nowhere near you. You. You astral loving. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Christian texted me the other day, and he just said like a, a brave world or something like that. And I read it, and I actually physically got upset. <laughs> like I read the text. I know text. You, did, you, did, you didn't. Re- you didn't respond. I no, enjoyed that you did. I, I was. I was actually real life mad. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. My daughter's asking me a question. Yes, Maisie. Why did it's I say a- hump? Because the guy. Because the guy in the air is being a hump. Yes, uh, I'm being a hump. I, th- I thought she was going to ask you, is Shazam the greatest team of all time? I thought that's what she was asking you. No. I'm getting pregnant, but I told you at lunch when we enjoyed our food without Brad, Ga- Brad uh, I said Brad Garrett, but Brad no more. Um, <laughs> and Brad Garrett. I, neither one of us were there. Yeah. Neither one of you guys was there. But I uh, but I did say that I'm getting closer to admitting that I'm putting them, I'm putting them in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they've made it that far. It's, I mean, yeah. like, okay, fine. That is an improvement. I don't even know yeah. how. Like, okay, Patriots is in there, but then who else is like two and three? I think Shire will, Shire, Shire will did too much for the game. Shire will, Shire will okay, we're gonna lean on that. Okay, we're gonna lean on that. Okay, I got you. Well, that is yeah, no, going, no, <laughs> that's a legitimate point though. No, I get it, I get it, and we're gonna lean on that. That's right. I get they it. They did do more for the game. That's true. No, no, one hundred percent. I'm not taking that. Well, uh, not sure. more, yeah. but a lot. Yeah, I would say. I would say right now, Patriots. And Chirals and Shazam are, are I, I even I wouldn't put I even maybe even put them in the two spot, but they're they're that close. Yeah. yeah, they they had just an impressive performance. Do you see? I mean, when you put this team together, or or this team came together, however it however it was, did you think that they would have? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The first time when you put this team together, <laughs> did you think that they would have this kind of run. Obviously, you knew what William Bibiani could do from a knowledge standpoint. Kid looked good in his first free-for-all, kind of an unproven commodity. Um, I don't think that you saw this. uh, Maybe not to this level, but I have the stupid thing where I can see people filling out each other's weaknesses, right? I I saw it with Levine and McQueenie, and whether or not they won a title or not, Riley and and Bateman, you know, and like, and you look at... um, you look at some of these teams, and it's like, it's just what what balances the teams out best. 
And there was something about that story of the kid and, and Bibbs who were, the kid coming to the events and really there's a certain kind of player that just wants to be a good player and really wants to learn the game and wants to learn the mechanics and wants to learn from the best. And that's what he was all about. And, and Bibbs was looking for, Bibbs really wanted critically acclaimed to work. But they had too many similarities, the two of them, mm-hmm. uh, him and Whitney. And, and, and Whitney, I, I love Whitney as a person. I think he's great. He just, maybe whether it's scheduling or whatever it was, he doesn't invest in the game the way that, like, the great players do, the way that the kid does. Whitney plays and he does whatever he does, but he just, he just doesn't get invested the way that a Dan Merle does or a Marisol McKee or, or a Rachel Cushing does. Like, he, he doesn't do that. And the kid did, and I thought they'd be a better team, and it worked out. Sure did. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it worked out incredibly. Now, um, you know, we're going to be talking about this uh, all the show, I'm sure. Let me ask you this because I don't want to keep you forever. You sound like you're uh, you're, you're moving uh, right now, um, you know, into a new. There's like ten uh, percent of me that feels like that's on purpose, but that's beside the point. I think that Christian has now purchased an Airstream trailer and he's going to park outside of the Atlanta Braves Stadium for the rest <laughs> of the year just to rub it in my face. Uh, send me Instagram yeah, shots sure. every morning, um, but. When we talk about teams on the other side of the spectrum, we're going to talk about it in depth. But um, press room, danger zone. Uh, when you yeah, talk yeah. about when you talk about a team being put together, when you when we all heard Ben Bateman, uh, Dan Merle, obviously the expectation was they aren't going to lose a match. That's the expectation. Just how great they both are individually. Now we know in the schmodown, everybody loses eventually. Did you see them uh, finishing the season as they did? Because what was it? Three and three is their final record. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Frank, what, Frank, Frank, what I tell you in the in the in the off season when the when this team got put together, did if, did, did I say that I like that team up? Did I like that matchup for those two styles? Yeah, no, that was that's not. pretty accurate. That's no. pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't. A fan. I did not, I did not like because because not only is it a matter of like I just thought there's no reason to have these two. Ben should have gone out and done his own thing and. And Dan was Dan, Dan's a strong enough player to to really pick, take someone else under his wing and turn them into it. That's what Bibbs did, right? Bibbs built the kid and and, ta- and taught him how to really play under the lights and do these things. And and look, McQueenie was not a seasoned player when Sam and him joined. He, he was fairly yeah. new, and and Sam was and Sam was three and four or something when they joined up together, right? So like they weren't this elite team. They were they were two guys who were trying to kind of learn their own way and. Bateman, Bateman tried to moneyball it, and and put and and he, and he really legitimately loves playing with Dan. They love it. They they really do like playing with each other, and they're like they get along. They strategize well. They do like the 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 idea behind it was pure and genuine, and I understand why they did it. I just was opposed to it from the start. I just didn't think that those two guys' styles were. So. Now that we're, we're sitting at the end of the season, or is that what you're saying? That even with this, you know, 500 record, they just don't work as a team. Are we not well, going to see them together the, next season? I mean, is that something that you 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 look, you'll the, see? The argument, the argument against what I'm saying is, well, they won the first tournament, right? Mm-hmm. They won the first tournament. They, yeah. They won the first three, and then they lost three in a row. Yeah. So, or not three in a row? It's, they won that. Three of yeah. Yeah. So they were. So they were. Yeah, so were they three and four? Was that their final record? The final record is three and th- I thought it was three and three. Maybe I'm wrong. But but they definitely um had had rocky roads ahead. They had some big wins, yeah. especially against Deception. That was a big win. Um, of course, coming down to the five. Do you see though, 
Um, Four let me ask you this. Four and three was Danger Zone. Yeah. Did okay. did did their team up in any way harm their legacy, uh, or did it benefit their legacy? Um, nah, I don't think it really harmed their legacy at all because it certainly didn't. I mean, how how does how does Dan Merle hurt his legacy? I mean, that's <laughs> right. like that's, in, that's, impo- that's impossible. Um, and I and I think Bateman played very well on the team. You know, I think Bateman played really good. I don't think either. I don't think either one of them. But, I mean, Dan Merle's a human being, right? So he missed his strike. Missed happens, you know? Like it's, yeah. So he beats himself up too much. It's, that's, what, that's why Dan's so good. It's, he beats himself up on, on certain things. And he feels Dan doesn't like to let people down, and Dan doesn't just play for himself, even though that's the thing. I think that, honestly, I believe that's why Dan Merle is such a good player, better in singles, in my personal opinion, than he is in teams. It's not because he can't work with people. It's because he doesn't want to let people down, mm. and when he's and when he's a singles player, he doesn't have to worry about anybody letting anybody down but himself, you know. And like the faction thing's a little different because he's he's too, you know, he's again he's caught up in trying to get his faction points. So you know, we'll see what, what how it continues to play. But but he's he doesn't when he doesn't have to rely on anybody. He just does himself. He's like he's a different kind of animal. Um, Dan's the most loyal just pure human being you're going to meet and he doesn't want to let anybody down so like i think sometimes he wants to make sure the choice is the right way he'll he'll, he'll trust it, uh, someone but if he misses something he puts too much pressure on himself i think sometimes but does it hurt either one of their legacies no because bateman proved what he did with who's the boss they won a tournament this year i just think that they both just if they decide to do teams in general i i don't think that they're the best team together in my opinion do you think that this experience may have, I don't know, made Dan think, do I want to do teams? I've already won the titles there multiple times. My legacy in teams is what it is with the founding fathers and what have you. Is this where we might see Dan next season venture off into the inner geekdom? Is that like something that you think he could be thinking? I mean, that's really a Dan Merle question, right? I mean, like, who who knows? If he still, still got the singles tournament left, but he could, guy could be a six-time champion by the end of the season. and Who knows? Um, but it's, it's a matter of what he wants to do. And, and I never, and this isn't, this isn't, this isn't to disparage any competitor, but I never take merit on what a competitor says a day of, or a week after a match, because they're too caught up into the emotion of it. Right. And, which is understandable. You know, it's like, you don't know, like I, I can't even tell you how many times I'm, my sister's screaming for Oreo. Um, you want an Oreo? This is the kid I talked about on the air, the little gangster. She wants, she wants, she wants an Oreo. So in order, if I want to be able to stay on the air for another two minutes, you want an Oreo? Right, I got an Oreo for you. Give Hold the on, kid the Oreo. So, Come on now. This is like this is, this is like this is like her. It's it's like going to pay like Polly from Goodfellas right now. I gotta give her the I gotta give her the, the the Oreo and I get another two minutes on the air. Um, yeah, put another but, you know, uh, Oreo in like, the meter. I can't put, Seriously, I can't tell you how many competitors that I talked to after a big match where they lost, and they said, "I think it's it. I think that's done. I don't. I don't know if I want to do this anymore." And then that same competitor, two weeks, three weeks later, is like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better." Like, for, for example, is Mike Kellen You know, like yeah. spectacular four. We talked about it pretty often on air. You know, he's after that Smith loss, he was. I had to run down into the dressing room to convince him to come out to have the post interview 
And then he's like, yeah, I'm done. I don't think I'm going to play anymore. And then by the beginning of the season, he's talking about how to get back to the, to the, to the title, you know, yeah. So right. like, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's human beings that are just caught up in these emotional moments. So I don't know. Who knows what, how Dan's going to be feeling about teams now, as opposed to three months from now. Uh, it's something to see. It's something to see. Frank, you got anything else for Christian before we let him go so he can eat some Oreos? Um, I got Oreo? a question. I got a question. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I got a question. Frank, did you like the spicy yellowtail better, or did you like the uh, or did you like the baked salmon roll? The salmon roll, but that eel too that we got. Wow. It was good. That eel was real Brad, good. you should have been there. You know, uh, <laughs> the two of you are going to end up like Jeremy Piven and get mercury poisoning, and I'm going to hey. be laughing here. Uh, <laughs> it would have been worth it if you tasted it. It would have been worth it. I know. It will, well, Brad, if you do if you do laugh at me, that would be a brave choice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. That would be a brave choice. Um, let, me, let me ask you this, though. Here we are. We're less – or actually, right now, today is what? December the uh, – today's November the 4th. Yeah. Uh, and in you know one month's time, December the fourth, a significant day. Not be not because it's Sean Carter's birthday, also known as Jay Z, who just joined Instagram this right. week. Because it's the spectacular going down back in front of a live crowd at the Globe Theater. Um, I hear there's all kinds of great things planned here. Is there any kind of tease that you can give us? And how excited are you? Because Brooklyn was great. It was awesome. It was, but this is the spectacular. This is gonna make, this, this is gonna make Brooklyn look like we were shooting on a flip cam <laughs> on, at, on like this is i just had a meeting after we met after frank and i had this delicious lunch that you should have been there Brad, but like yeah, we had a great yeah. lunch today, Brad, uh, frank and, I. and and we we i went back we met with terry lynn who's the head of production for the shimona and we sat down and we talked about all the stuff that we're going to do we're going over all and just say that there's a very good possibility that rockets might be involved <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like the Houston uh, Rockets or? No, like actual WWE like Rockets. Oh, my for instances. And like like this is this is going to be the biggest event that you have ever witnessed, whether it's pay-per-view. If you had an opportunity to get to this thing and decide, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go to Schmodown. I'm not sure. Oh. Big mistake. Big Dude. mistake. This is yeah. going to be. Like, there's so much planned there. It's going to be surprises. Like, Brad, I want to tell you who I was talking to on the phone the other day. Like, I, I mentioned it today to Frank. He wasn't, he wasn't as clear, but Terry Lynn was a, was, was very excited. I mean, you know what? I'm going to text you right now. Okay. I'm going to text you right now, and I got to go because my wife is, is, needs me to, to help out. But I'm going to, I'm going to text you who I'm pretty sure we're going to get there. I'm going to do this right now. Okay, I'm waiting. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I did know of the name. I'm just not. You you don't know this name. I know, I know the name, but I'm not like. Are you out of your mind? I know the name. Come on, man. Not attached to it the way that you are, or you know. Big fan, big big fan of this person. Yes. So Brad, I spoke to this person on the phone for about a half an hour, and they are very intrigued, and we are we are very close in getting this person to be involved, quite possibly in the main event. Oh. Well, you know what? I will say this. I've actually had the privilege of working with this person before. Great person. Phenomenal person. Great. Love to hear it. Excellent person. Love to hear it. Yes. Well, look. So be there. I know you guys are going to be there. Anybody listening should be there. If you're not going to be there, you might as well be banging on trash cans somewhere else because this is going to be a hell of an event. 
<laughs> well, that is the creator, the founder himself, Sir Christian Harloff of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. And December the 4th, you better be there. I'll be in town. Frank will be there. Uh, you know, all your favorite Schmodown luminaries. Tickets available right now at SchmodownLive.com. Christian, appreciate it so much for this cold call Thanks, and talk soon. Peace. All right. See ya. All right. Look yeah. at that. That was, that, was, that was a good cold call. That was a good one. That was a good you, one. You weren't you weren't happy about this name? Oh no no no! Don't get it twisted, sir. That's not what happened. This is when, a name when that he told me the name. You. I was like, okay, yes, I've heard Brad mention this name before. I've seen this name on Twitter, elsewhere. I've I've, I've I'm familiar with the name. I just you know can't. What? I could not quite place them. Did you Google? Um, actually, I have not yet. Wait, I, no, no, I, here, no, no, don't even Google. Don't even, don't do I it. Don't do it. No, no, no. I'm gonna send you a photo. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to send you a photo. Don't worry, right. as, as we talk. But, you know, keep this is going. like we're just having another show inside the show right now is what we're doing. And everyone's yes. just listening and watching. I'm sure it's riveting. But let me tell you, there's – so, yeah, I had sushi with Christian today. NTL was there. Oh, um, you're, you're just an amazing person. <laughs> you know, Who else was I, there? Yeah. OTL was there? Yeah. I just texted here, you, okay, by the way. Okay, here. Did yeah. you get that? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yes, I'm familiar. You're familiar now. Yeah. You should be extra familiar this, now. This makes this makes this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, this no. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, this makes sense. Sure. I mean, this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it was. Uh, you know, I'm here. What I'll say is, very excited about spectacular. Um, and yeah, when when he brought up the rocket stuff, I was like, what, "What what are you talking about?" And now it's like all possibility of just pyro at Schmodown for the first time ever. So that would that would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that, that that's pretty insane. Um, also, pretty excited for next season as well. Just gonna say that next season's gonna be next season, man. Let me tell you. Well, I can't tell you. I would if I could. And if I could, you'd like what I have to say. But I can't tell you until next season. But when next season is here, then you'll right. actually know what's, what was talked about because then you'll be witnessing what we had talked about. How annoying do you think people think we've been today on this show? Uh, what's your scale? One to ten. Um, probably 17. 50? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought that we were somewhere around there. Um, are we going to talk about some of the matches there? Should we do that? No, I, I think we, we should just lure them in here and not give them what they thought they were going to get. I mean, we're, like we're, 20, we're 27 minutes in, and I'm kind of somewhat working on a, 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 a small hard out. Um, so what do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about Paul and – Yeah, I want to talk about that one uh, just because I thought it was, it was a well-played match. I thought um, – let me pull, pull up my, uh, my old stats for this one. Um, at the end of the day, Paul Yama answered 13 out of 16, 81% correct. Barbarian, 13 out of 15, so that brings him up to 87% correct, earning 92% of his available points. That first round, Oyama got the best of Barbarian, 8 points to 7. Oyama missed um, his bonus bonus question there after going perfect. Barbarian just missed out on going perfect. He was right there. Uh, and then this is where things got interesting because Barbarian – uh, was hit with opponents, and Paul gave him a young adult, YA, and Barbarian crushed it. Two points, two points, yeah. two points, two points. No seal opportunities for Paul. And, like, that's that's a pretty, 
I think that's a we've seen Paul play play that category before. He does well with it. I think my thinking was that You're thinking. he was gonna Paul was gonna get some opportunities at maybe one or two questions to steal and, and pick up those points. Barbarian did not let that happen. I wonder if Barbarian knew specifically, he might say in the chat if he's still in here, if he knew that there's a possibility Paul might put YA on the wheel, and if he wasn't already comfortable with that slice, did he study up on that one? I'm curious because that's that would be interesting um, strategic gameplay on Barbarian. But if that wasn't the case and he was just flat out good at it, well, I guess we all learned something new. Um, either that's, that's still the case either way. Uh, when Paul... Spins away from comedy lands on monster. I was like, oh well, that's something that barbarian spun away from. So, it may not be too dangerous in terms of steal opportunities. Which, you know, Paul only gave up one opportunity. Barbarian was not able to pick up that uh, one point steal. But still, being down now two points, thirteen to fifteen, barbarian after two after two rounds, when you had a lead after the first round, it's tough because when you have two players of this caliber. Um, more than likely, they're going to hit their twos or threes and their fives, and you know it's 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 tough at that point to take a lead again once you've lost it after the second round. It just doesn't happen a whole lot. I think that like the numbers on that are somewhere in like the high seventy percentile, where seventy like eight percent of the time, the players that have a lead after the second round go on to win the match. And when you're at this deep or getting this deep into a tournament with two players like them, it just doesn't look good and uh paul couldn't quite pull it out missed the five and barbarian advances on to the next round to face spoiler alert one janine the machine Ooh. yeah look at that so, i'm hiding behind a doritos bag now, how cool is that actually that's that look look at that green screen technology that's pretty sweet um here's the thing i gotta say a couple things about barbarian one the young adult knowledge Definitely. Oh, he faces Brennan the Kid, he says. Um, the young adult knowledge. Oh, that's right. Is that was, right? I don't Janine know. Fa- ah, that's what that is. Okay. When when Craig and you have a discrepancy, I cannot pick sides. I don't know who's more knowledgeable at this point um, uh, in, in, in regards to the tournament. But let me ask you, let me say this. Two things I want to say about Craig. First off, the most committed out of any of the players – in the digital era to his opening introduction and pose. <laughs> now, the, you might find this trivial. I do not. This is such a big, I mean, he always has to. Yeah, no, yeah, thing, yeah right. Great. Every time. So committed. Love it. And he's consistent. It's not like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Come to play Schmodown today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm the barbarian. Okay. I'm connecting with you. When I do this pose, I'm telling you. Not enough players have that. I got to tell you. No. They don't. They don't. It, they don't. I and mean, Paul does do, has has like a little, like, it's time thing, you know, but it's not as, you it's know. It's not pronounced. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, It's not like. Who has like minimal, I don't know. No one really, I guess. Yeah. So, you know. It is it is what it is on that. <laughs> yeah. But no, but I've always appreciated that. it. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Um. And, you know, his commitment to Elvis, the guy lives for the gimmick. Um, and for me, coming from a wrestling perspective, knowing this is a show, we're trying to entertain not only with the trivia, with the characters, with the personalities, with the things that we say. That goes a long way. Okay. The other thing, his YA knowledge was very impressive, especially yeah. when you get to things like the franchise, like Maze Runner, 
and those things, it's like, oh, wait, how many of those have there been? Did they only do two? Was there four? Was there seven? I don't know. You know, with movies like that, it's easy to get lost because they always have the subtitles and they all kind of sound the same. Um, and for him to maneuver his way through that category, very impressive, especially going in there. Craig's such a studied guy. He knows his knowledge. But no matter who you are, when you start throwing around some of the names who've won that singles championship and you're going to face them, you know it's almost like you're in a Star Wars match. You cannot miss very much. You know, when you're playing a guy like a Dan Merle, like a Ben Bateman, like a Paulo Yama, um, a William Bibiani, anybody like that, you cannot miss much or they're going to be at your neck because their knowledge is so deep. Craig, a barbarian, is getting to that point to where you know when you're going to face him, singles or you know anywhere else, but mainly singles, he's going to give you that run. Yeah, and you cannot give him anything. If you give him anything, he's going to take it, and and it's going to be hard for you to climb out of that hole. So I got to give a big big shout out to Craig and uh, for those two reasons. Yeah, it's a it's a big big notable win, and when it comes right here, uh, was it second round of the tournament for him to march on potentially uh, past the kid? Um, that's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a great matchup, um, and it's particularly interesting though. Now looking at what we have set up is, and this is fast forwarding a little bit to past the danger danger zone press room, but what we're looking at right now, talk now, about it. Is so you got Barbarian going up against the kid, yeah, right. Um, we have the potentiality of if Newman can get past for is that for a Betty, word? I'm uh, yeah, it's a word. Potentiality. I've used it before on the show. It's been a while. And when you look at Newman, if he can get past Page for Betty, and if Bibbs can get past David Del Rio. Because right now, when, at the top of the faction rankings, it's corruption. It's the quirky marks. The exchange is making a run. The dungeon is hanging in there. Although they took uh, a blow today with that teams match, so now you're starting to look at who, well, who's left. And really, we're at, we're at, we're coming up to the tail end. We're starting to get the tail end of this singles tournament, and who's gonna be left standing? Because when now now that you know, spoiler alert again. Now that Mike has been knocked out, that's the corruption representative. That's it for corruption for the rest of the year until Spectacular when Mike defends IG at Spectacular and Marisol defends uh, the singles belt against, well, TBD. So this is really uh, an interesting situation because the dungeon has one more, uh, two more representatives with Del Rio and Merle, which I think if you can't have Merle and Bateman, Merle and Del Rio looks really, really solid as your final two to – bring it down the home stretch here in the singles tournament. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, Janine, the stars are are just completely out of it, so she's going to be playing spoiler potentially for the rest of her run if she continues on. Um, there's a, And even with, I think, Paige, too, she can play spoiler because I think the suspects are just out of range. There's not a, lot, a whole lot of gas there, especially since, well, let's get into it, Shazam knocked out. Woo! Knocked out. Out lightning time. That's Ethan Irwin, Liz Shannon Miller. Ethan's been on a tear this year, and it yeah, it came to a screeching halt after the speed round in this match. That was our. Can I get a great Scott? Great Scott. 
moment of the week. Real quick, too, David David Twin in the chat points out, Bateman does a turnaround glasses and kiss thing. I forgot about that. Can I be honest with you? A little invasive. Yeah, not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kidding about the invasive thing, but it's just like, no, yeah, well, you know, I don't. What, is it? Don't, is it? Is it? That, yeah, that something like, yeah, 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 something like that. yeah, yeah. This is, you know, what I mean, it's like <laughs> intense. It's like this guy is the barbarian. Okay, you were saying. I was saying that I was stunned at the way this match ended, especially because Ethan's been on a tear this year. It's not like you know, going to that first round. Um, interesting numbers here. Look, here's the totals, point totals. Bibiani had six points in that first round. Brendan Meyer had seven points. Ethan Irwin had six points. Liz Shannon Miller had five points. So, you know, Brendan Meyer was really the only one that kind of maintained their um, high pace in the first round, scoring seven, eight, or perfect with nine, or with the bonus nine points. But to see Bibbs, Ethan Irwin, and Liz Shannon Miller down by the six point range, kind of, kind of shocking, especially in this match. But as we've seen throughout the year, these questions in the first round have been throwing players for more loops than 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 it has in the past. And I think that was kind of the case today. Look at that rom-coms question. It, it, it booted everybody on that question, which was just insane. No one got that. Um, Brendan Meyer was the only one to get the follow-up question, and Oscar's right. So a lot of misses there. I mean, just those, the third and fourth question of this match was just, just blows to their normal uh, level of play, except for Brendan in this case, where he's still able to maintain seven points and help build a two-point lead going to that second round. Second round, lightning time goes first. They hit directors, and they they miss a question, and Shazam picks up a one-point steal. But then Shazam, they spin away from dystopian time travel and end up on Hitchcock, and everyone, I remember looking at the chat, was like, yeah, this they might ruin the table on this thing. And they nearly do that. They get 10 out of the 12 possible points. They miss that last question in which then lightning time picks up that two points. So now it's 24-23. They've trimmed it down to one point gap between both of them. And then the betting round. Betting round. The betting round is where it all just flipped. Right. Both teams bet three. Category mixed bag, which is just like, what are you going to do? And then they both bet three. You know, who knows what's coming at them? Lightning time gets it wrong. Shazam mm. gets it right. Mm. Boom! This thing is blown wide open, and it's and it's come down. It comes down to the speed round, in which lightning time just did not show up there. Ethan Irwin buzzes in twice to lose points. Uh, Brendan, uh, I'm sorry, Bibiani. Well, Brendan Meyer buzzes in first. Bibiani hits two more in a row to put the pressure on that final question, which Ethan Irwin tries to buzz in. And could not deliver. They lose a point. They get KO'd with a final of thirty to eighteen. It's just an insane. Uh, Didn't see it coming. Insane run. Insane run um, for Shazam. Insane, insane, insane ending to this match because Shazam now advances to the the record of twelve and two. Twelve wins in this in the team's division. Um, Woo! It is the most Man. wins ever in this division by quite a, by well nine. So um, there's that that gap there that continued that they continue to build, and this is now there. They've defended 
against corruption. They've not defended against lightning time. Um, you know, they're only the uh, second team ever to defend the belt more than once. Obviously, Patriots with their five, uh, def- six defenses. And uh, Shirewolves defended it once. Or, well, no, wait, they defended it twice, my bad. Uh, nope, just once, right? Yes, just once. One lost one. Nope, they defended it twice. Critically claimed, and uh, who's the boss? So there's a third team. Yeah, third team to Shazam is to defend it more than once in a reign. Yeah. Look, in my opinion, they're the best team of all time. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's hard. It's hard. I mean, the the amount of well, we just lost Brad, or did you lose me? I don't know. Let's see. I don't. Can anyone hear me in the chat? I don't. I don't know what's going on right now. Um. Hmm. Don't know. Okay, we did lose Brad, but I'm still here. All right, because my internet's been kind of funky as well. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna see what what happens here. I'm on the. Thanks, Bibbs. Appreciate it that I'm on the air. Um. So, as Brad was saying, greatest team of all time. Yes, Ryan, you'd be good. Christian finally got a hold of Brad's internet and cut him off once and for all. Show him who's boss. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We, Barbarian, I think that might be right, but I will prevail. I will still tell you that, hey, look at this guy. Look at this guy. We're in all sorts of – look at this. This is just what you want to see. Right? Yeah, I got you, Brad. You okay? There you what, are. what happened over there? There you are. I my phone or not my phone, my actual uh uh what's it called? What are we what are we Computer. on this thing? What are these things called? Laptop. Computer. It it died. Wow. You and you don't have a charger for your computer. Wow. Look at you. Yes. But I'm gonna go grab it. Okay. You, well, take us on, take us on a trip. Take I, us on a trip. Yeah, let's, go, let's go for a, let's go for a little field trip here. So I'll be back. No, oh, no, take us Wait with you. Wait one moment. Take us with. Oh, he's gonna let us sit here. Okay. Uh oh. Look. Oh, more behind the scene you reveal. Know, oh, this is <laughs> ideal. No, it's not. So you might as well just I'm take saying. us on the trip. <laughs> look, you gotta run down on the, the run. Boat, look at that. I mean, this is you know you know some people call their their house a house. Yeah. I call. My house, the dock. Oh my yeah. god! Get the hell out of here! <laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> this is so, oh my. So hey guys, want to go back to the dock? What the fuck? Ridiculous. Come on, that's pretty good. I mean, it is, but it's also ridiculous. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Pharaoh is totally on board with that. Look, name another name another podcaster who could walk and talk. And still make it entertaining. There's not many. Okay. What I was saying, though, Shazam, with this record, 12-2, and um, with no real deep challenge in in their sight, in my opinion. Like, I don't see a team out right now. Um, Press room's interesting. Press room's interesting. I don't see press room, though, besting Shazam. I just don't see it. No, but, but I mean, look, Press Room does have to go up against King Arthur right now. And King Arthur looks really good. I mean, Griffin Newman, holy hell. This dude looks in- incredible right now. He's he's on a roll. Uh, King Khan is a great, great compliment. 
as a teammate to to Khan and, and, and vice versa. You know, Newman a compliment to Khan. And this <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about a team uh, from the faction of the Finstock Exchange. It's just it's ridiculous what this faction has been able to do, how far they are right now in, in tournaments, how far they've gotten in tournaments, right? Um, aside from, I think, aside from Inner Geekdom, um, where they haven't had... I mean, M- Moose, Moose held it down pretty well for them. Moose held it down pretty well for them. Um, but singles, teams, obviously. Uh, Star Wars with goal leader. Good Lord. Um, it, it's... It's it's incredible what they've done, and they've done it without for for a vast majority of this year without Roca, without JTE. JTE went on a little bit of a run there, right, in that singles gauntlet, if you will, and who's who was going to play um, Ethan Irwin or Marisol, right? So, um, you know, JTE upsetting Adam Collins was a big was a big win. You know, Roca. Uh, and JT, even in the team's tourney, you know, they did some damage there, didn't quite deliver all the way for them. But I think it's been really incredible what the exchange has been able to do. Um, and look, he's back in the fold now. Look at that. Here I am with like kind of a weird green screen thing going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is look, man. Professional. professional. This is live. Look, if it, if it if it if it's live, it can't go wrong. That's right. It was. This is what we meant. To happen actually. Y'all didn't know, but this was the whole plan. <laughs> yeah, this is the plan. This was the plan, and we just stuck to it. Um, but you finish what you're saying. Um, actually, you know, Barbarian brings up a great, great point here. Um, Rushmore, TKO, Lightning Time, and Press Room, and it turns out those two teams are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Lightning Time got to a title match. Press Room is now in a tournament final against King Arthur. Um, so. And uh, you know, I think I think we all thought we'd be seeing Danger Zone, you know, at Spectacular. That's just not sure. going to happen this year. Uh, for for Murray why do you why do you say that like with a little bit of glee? <laughs> You're like I that's don't not going to happen this year. I mean, I don't say with glee. I mean, that's just not going to happen right now. Let's um, be honest. Put it Mel on the record. You don't left. like Ben Bateman. You don't like Ben Bateman. Was I not clear before? I don't, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but no. Congratulations to. Uh, Shazam on just what an interesting victory and and that but was in the Skybound was, Studios by yeah, the way right yeah and that was, was an interesting yeah it was an interesting vibe there can I be honest I think it's it looks great it looks great yeah, yeah. I think that they're gonna gussy it up more and it's gonna be very Shibota. but I I guess I was so thrown that they were gonna I didn't know they were gonna be there did you know they were gonna be? I guess you probably knew but I didn't I I, I had an inkling yeah I, I think I heard somewhere that that was gonna happen but that's not like the Shmodown's final. Solution. Oh no 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 no! I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I said that. Final. Sure. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, what Anyways. I'm saying about it is the vo- like it hasn't been set. It's not a set. You know, uh, established set already. Yeah. For yeah. Us. That's so not going to be. It threw me for a moment, mm-hmm. and I just wonder if this environment had any effect on the match itself because Marshall McLuhan. Uh, famously said, the medium is the message. I'm wondering in the schmodown, is the medium how you play? Because well, it's just like a sports team. You play better at home, different environment, sure. that's comfortable, well, things like that. Okay, you bring that up. So let's so let's look at that for Shazam. They've they've won a title match online, yes. right? In the digital era, in the peak digital era against um, the odd couple, right? Right. Then they played uh, and defended 
their title against corruption at Collision in a more of a bigger studio setting, a more um, sure. prepared studio setting than what they just played in against Lightning Time. And yeah, then they played in in the Skybound studio uh, down there and different type of environment, different type of vibe. They've played in three different environments, two obviously physically, one digitally. Um, I think that adds to their greatness that they can play anywhere and sure. still deliver the w's whether it's sure. online in person against the second greatest player of all time mike kalinowski against one of the greatest singles players in ethan Irwin and one of the up-and-coming ones in, in Liz Shannon miller also chance also gotta throw that name in there as well um they've taken them down they've taken them out they took out mark and draco sure. jeff snyder on all on their big runs right they've done it in different venues and avenues and, and mediums digitally or physically and i think that that lends to their greatness and i think at spectacular if they deliver another w there honestly i don't know how anyone in their right mind cannot claim them the greatest team of all time at that point if there's they just no if they win a spectacular and no oh, yeah. one and, and they still at 13 and 2 with three consecutive rat. title defenses i don't there's just no logical argument to come at me and say I still think the Patriots are the greatest team of all time. I just no, it's a it's a wrap at that point, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, it's a wrap right now. Um, to me, yeah. Even if they lose that spectacular, I'm still they're still just for sure they're the greatest team of this era that we that we are in. And I would still I would still go to bat for them as the greatest team of all time. I I, I can see though a, a, a loss at spectacular hurting them. Hurting sure. I mean, hurt, it's, it's not going to do them any favors for for people like right. me who who champion their their greatness a hundred percent. But that means they you, still know only the, have you know what you know what it's going to be. <laughs> you know it's going to be. It's going to be the the James Harden or whatever. It's the oh man, they're really good, but you know at the big stage, you know what have they done? Right. I mean, that's yeah. always the the argument. Uh, but I, I I think that they're they're at that point to where they don't even need to prove themselves. Any further, any any win past this is just a legacy cementer. Um, that's, yeah, for sure. It's just because they're just they're just sensational. They're incredible. David Twin here in the chat says: Do players and personalities in the league view spectacular wins in a higher value than regular championship wins? Like, they does should. the fact that Shazam hasn't won at spectacular hurt them in any way? I mean, I think there's... I think that they should view them differently. It's not the same stage. It's like, okay, the Super Bowl is just another game. Yeah. But it's the stage that you play at yeah. that gives it yeah. the prestige. So a win at the biggest event of the year, yes, it means more than a win the week sure. before. Whether it's a live event, right, whether it's um, a studio taping, and then whether it's spectacular, right? Um, I think Collision this year – you know, I mean, when you're at the bigger events, you know, like Collision is a big summer event, right? That wasn't wasn't live uh, to the audience or you know to general to the fans out there, but there was an audience for them. You know, um, I certainly think, yeah. When and and it's like that one is kind of in a different spot. I hold that one in a different spot just because it's like the first one back. You know, mm -hmm. there's so much emotion and energy going into that. You're the first ones back. It's a title match, it's corruption. There, I mean, there's a lot surrounding that. Um, so I kind of put that just outside of our typical studio match. 
but yeah, it's spectacular, definitely. I mean, that's our Super Bowl. That's, you know, uh, our Stanley Cup. That's our World Series. That's everything, right? Um, so if if you do lose at Spectacular, um, or if you do win at Spectacular, that can have positive and negative effects on quote-unquote legacy, I think, sure. But so much happens outside of Spectacular as well that you need a lot of it outside of Spectacular, the way Shazam has, and that can kind of, in my opinion, negate the fact that if they lost again at Spectacular, okay, they lost two matches at Spectacular out of their three total losses, but still defended the belt twice. They won it twice, defended it twice in, in that second reign. That, that becomes a very, um, you know, razor-thin argument in terms of where you're placing these teams, I think. If, you, if, if you're going to have titles and Spectacular wins be like this you know, end-all, be-all type of metric, well, you know, I mean, all right, that's that's up that's up to everyone, you know, individually. Yeah. So, interesting point. Hey, um, one, two, three. Let's talk about Janine and Mike. There you go. See how I did that? I did. Didn't need you to point it out, but you did. The third one. The third one <laughs> yes. that they had. That was the yes. point of it. I got it. Um, look. Mike again. And by the way, let's actually just real quick condolences to Mike and Shannon on their loss. Yes. yes. Uh, of of their beautiful puppy dog. Um everyone, you know, send them their love. It, that that those fur babies, man. Ugh. Our cat got out the other day and I thought it was gonna be the end of the world. I literally did. And the cat came back like twenty minutes later. But I thought it was gonna be the end of the world. So uh definitely uh you know, sympathies over to Mike and Shannon. Um This was the law of averages. And I'm not saying that Mike played a poor game uh, or, or Janine played, you know, adequate and just beat Mike because of anything. They, they both played the games that they played. And I'm not taking anything away from Janine. But I just think that the way these trilogies work, when you face someone three times, you're, 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 someone's losing once, mainly. Right? Some, yeah. Someone's losing once and then someone's winning twice. That's just how it always goes. Unless you're top ten <laughs> against Patriots. <laughs> right. Unless it's that. <laughs> or your, you know, Deontay Wilder and, and or and Tyson for a Fair. while, I think it was founding fathers corruption. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just saying. Normally, it, it, right, right, right. In a trilogy, you, you you're expecting this. So, no matter how their individual seasons have gone this year so far, I thought, okay, Janine's probably going to get this one done, just based on the law of averages, just based on it's you know two out of three. Sure. Like she's gonna win. She got to win one. She got to win one. I mean, based on the, the law of averages, is yeah, I can, I can subscribe that. to that to a to, to a certain point. But also, you take if you take that into account and you merge that with how well she's been playing this year. I mean, look at that match against you know um, Marisol McKee, for instance, right? If she plays like that, and then you throw in the law of averages, and you're like, well, yeah, and 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 Mike hasn't been um, as as sharp in first round play, you know, in teams. Um, you know, would that come? Would that become a factor? Um, and in the first round, Mike was leading by one point, six to five. And this was an interesting Mike, though, um, to to watch play this first round. Very, I think, loose. And I think uh, the way he was playing this match, this is, I, and I don't know this to be true or not, but here's how I was reading it. How, how I was reading it was that. I think he felt like 
the bill came due for him against Janine. And this one wasn't going to look good. Because, look, to his credit, he's put a lot of focus in inner geekdom this year, helped him get the belt back and, and win it and, and defend it. And obviously, you know, what he was trying to do with chance and corruption. But it just felt like Mike was like, let's just, let me just see what happens here. Because I think he probably thought that Ginny might play a better first round than him, and then that might be it. But once he was up by one point, then he got into the second round, and then it was opponent's choice, and not James Bond for once, uh, or twice, uh, as pointed out <laughs> in the promo. You know, and then Janine delivers a strategic blow to Mike, sending him classics, and I have no... I don't feel bad at all that Mike couldn't pull 101 Dalmatians or that he jumped the gun on It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Um, it was... And he admitted, that, that at least that one, that he couldn't get. I think that that last question, I forget which one, it was It was a more fairly difficult... I forget the wording on that one. Uh, I thought that was more... I think that was like the, the most difficult one of the bunch. Um, so... And then Janine, you know, she gets 1990s. Ops not to spin again, and she hits all four for seven points to go along with the four points she stole to give her a 16-8 lead after two rounds. And then Mike eventually gets TKO'd, and it's, you know, in the comments, I was just seeing some things about, oh, just, you know, things just went Janine's way. This, you know, she got lucky. I'm like, like, dude, have you watched their previous two matches? You don't think things went Wait, Mike Mike's way? way? <laughs> are you kidding yeah, me? Right? Like, what is wrong? Like, what you are know, you watching? People. I mean, like, people. I get it. Your boy lost, and, and you're trying to figure out, you know, try to, you know, make it squared up. And that's like, no. He just did not know those questions. It's classics. These are, like, it's not like they asked him completely obscure movies. Like, It's a Wonderful Life. Is a very popular movie. Sure. And he knew the answer to that. He just jumped the gun. 101 Dalmatians. Right. I think that question, while it may not immediately come to your mind, I think they gave enough clues with the names they listed in that in that question that a multiple choice, at the very least, I can understand maybe it's a 50-50 between Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians, but it's like, come on. Like, come on. So it, it, it's... I don't know. When I see comments like that, because, you know, everyone, I think everyone has a problem, apparently, or most, some people have a problem that people just like Janine and want to see her do well. Like, as if that's some sort of, like, um, like, how dare you? You're doing the same thing for Mike. You like Mike. You cheer for Mike. You want to see him do well. And, it, yeah, it sucks to see your your favorite player, Mike, get a pony's choice and be dealt classics it sucks that it doesn't suck that janine knew strategically to deliver mike that category because she knew if she did that he could tank his game yeah right and it also did suck for me to watch kalinowski spin bond twice in their matches and know that he was going to run the table on on those on both it did suck to watch that but that's the game that was the game that's what they signed up for as, that's as what's on say, the wheel dems the breaks so for people who are like, uh, well, if Mike didn't get opponents, you know, this would be a completely different game. Yeah. But this is the game we play. And it's not always, you know, even across the board. This, this is the nature of the game. 
And when it comes is, to, you know, categories and strengths of silly know, and, and opponents. Honestly, what a dumb thing to say. You know, that's the equivalent of, well, you know, they would have won if they just scored more points. <laughs> you know, like if right. it went exactly the way that we wanted to, everything would have been okay. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. Hey, he had opponents. That stuff ha- that happens all the time. He had Bond in two matches. Yeah. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Um, so, I, I, you know. Every it seems like every time certain players get a victory, other people just want to, you know, belittle them for whatever reason. I yeah. just, you know, I think that those people need to grow up and get a life. Um, it's 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 I'm just and it's because you really didn't when you go back to those Mike those other two matches they played, you really didn't hear too much about. Oh well, Janine got unlucky, but you no. in this and this one you heard oh Mike got unlucky. Unlike, like, it, you know, it's we, you know, we already know. We, we don't have to right, right, right. But um, now Janine gets to go on to face. She played the second greatest player of all time. She now gets to play the greatest player of all time. Yes, Dan Merle in the next round. So, uh, damn. <laughs> that's, that's, I know that's, it was kind of this. Tough. It was kind of this. Well, you know what? I'm sure though, Janine. I was gonna say it was kind of this bittersweet victory. If she wins, and then she automatically has this massive challenge yeah. ahead of her. But yeah. she's the kind that where it's like, hey, awesome. I get to play Dan Merle. Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 watch me beat Dan Merle. Well, yeah, yeah. But what do you mean, well? <laughs> I mean, like, I love Janine. You don't believe that she can beat Merle? I could she do it? Yeah, but like, it's fucking Dan Merle, man. Like, it's it's Dan Merle. It's what? It's Dan Merle. Did you curse? No. I think that you did. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Janine's in the chat. What up, Janine? Janine, you know yeah. what? I believe in you. I'm taking Janine. I'm taking Janine. Maybe we try and get her on the show. One of these days. I mean, she keeps, like, saying, no thanks. I got all the things to do. Yeah, and then she shows up in the chat. Like, what's that about? Come on. What's up all with right. that, Janine? What's up Ooh, with that? Oh, look. We... The Doritos bag is, like, acting as the green screen. You see uh, that? No, look at that. Oh, wow. There's the tweet. There's the tweet. <laughs> um, Real quick, because we talked to Christian about it uh, uh, slightly. Yeah. But a press room, danger zone. It really did come down to Dan missing the three. Um, and it's not like I'm not blaming the loss on no. him, but just mathematically speaking, that's what it came down to. Um, press room, that's a hell of a team, man. It's a great team. Um, King Arthur, that's a fun team. I like them. I, I, and I said, I was saying it when I was showing you around the dock. I don't see, I don't see either one of them bringing it to, I don't see a rookie team going to spectacular and beating Shazam. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see what? it happening. You know, looking at this first round, Danger Zone, 12 points, press room 11. And Perry, down first round, four points. You know, she can she can hit the five and six points first round. That's sure. where she needed to be. So when she had four, I was like, well, that sucks. And But when you look at Bateman and Merle, they both only had six points each. And I'm like, okay, well, that four points actually doesn't look as bad anymore because in relation, in comparison – you know, that gap really, it's, okay, two points. It's like, it's if, it's as if um, Ben and, and Dan went perfect with their bonus. They got nine points, but, you know, Josh and Perry once scored seven points. There's still, that two-point gap, is, it's two points is a two-point gap, no matter how many points you score, right? So I was like, all right. And it's only a one-point lead overall. So it's like, and Josh, is, Josh outplayed all of them in that first round. He scored seven points, you know. Uh, so, uh 
I was like, all right, it, it's tight, and we'll see what happens with the wheel and whoo, press room gets spinners, new releases, good good decision there. They had they had to work their way through some of those questions, but they but they did a great job there. And Danger Zone passes on disaster and lands on Tyler Perry, which is something that obviously um, Bateman has money ball to death, right? And they take it and they get 11 out of 12 possible points to extend that one point lead over press room to two points. And they go, all right, well, press room is really pushing them. You know, they're right on their heels this whole time, but it's, it's Dan and Ben, two, three, five, lock it up. You know, there's a possibility that Perry or Josh might hit, hit or miss, you know, the two or the three, one of the, some combination of that. They might hit their five, you know, but that's not how this went down. No. Um, By the way, fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Perry, the category that Ben had against Dan in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. And it was funny to watch Dan just completely almost defer to Ben on this one. It was just, I forget what the movie title was, kind of long, and he's just like, if you say so, I, you know, it was completely oh, different. I can do yeah. bad all by myself or whatever. And and the other one yeah. was this is Mark Ellis Medea? Is that how we say it? <laughs> is that Medea? how we say it? Medea? I say Medea. I say Medea. I've always heard Medea. Yeah. He says Medea. Hey. Tomato. tomato. I mean I'm not, I'm not I'm not like, you know, coming after him, but I'm just saying that was, you know, is that awful? Right. Or uh, what was the uh, Melvin Van Peebles? Peebles? Yeah. Pebbles was the Pebbles. other one. Melvin Pebbles. Van Pebbles. <laughs> Pebbles, Peebles, it's, Yeah. 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 Yeah, but yeah, you come to you miss. They miss the three. We thought it was in the bag. Dan misses the three, and you know, it's just it's that is the way that it happens in the game. And uh, there's not really a a deep dive statistical analysis that you can go down of the probability yeah. and the likability and the you know whatever of, of Dan Merrill missing it. It's just one of those. I, and we said it a, a thousand million times on this show. You just don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and you can only answer the questions in front of you. And if you don't. If you don't have it, you don't have it. I have it. Um, but, you know, Press Room going into this tournament final against King Arthur. I love it. If Press Room gets too spectacular, holy hell. Like, that's – that's especially with Andrew D. Melanta not being able to enter into the Star Wars tournament just because, you know, he needed a break. I think, you know, that that cost them some points for sure, I think at least three points in that Star Wars tournament for Andrew D. Melanta. Um, but for them to get the production they've got out of press room and potentially win the tournament for another four points to then also guarantee them the 10 points or 11 points at Spectacular for a team's uh, championship win is huge in the faction race. However, King Arthur, Griffey Nooms, King Khan, look... I have slowly, over the course of this season, become a huge backer of Griffey Nooms. I mean, this this dude is impressive as hell. I, there's just the man is he is on it in all phases: knowledge, showmanship, strategy. I mean, like the guy is just on point, and he's, yeah, he's, he's on my fantasy team. Uh, of but course, he guess, is. but guess what? I, I, what? Griffin Newman exposed Josh Horowitz in New York. They're going to be facing off again now with their teams, with their respective teams in this tournament final. 
I just have more confidence in Griffin Newman than I do Josh Horowitz at oh, this I'm, point. I'm shocked. So, I'm and shocked. that's just not because he's on my fantasy team, but oh, it's because it's the eye test. It's you know, it's the numbers. It's it's everything. So, uh, the exchange could very well be playing for the team's championship uh-huh. um, and spectacular, and then. Could Griffin Newman go on a run in singles? Could goal leader advance in spectacular? Um, I mean, the exchange is in line, is in position um, to potentially play for three belts at spectacular, and that's insanity to me because this was the only way the exchange could be in position to win the faction titles. If everything that's happening... Had to happen. We, we said this at the beginning of the year. This is the only way for it to happen. They're going to have such long roads to titles because of all these rookies that you better hope that Roca, JTE, Barbarian, where they have a little bit more established footing in the league where they can kind of jump to some title matches. They were in those positions, but it didn't happen. And so I kind of thought, like, well, I don't I don't know if the rest of the, the faction can deliver. But, man, once you know it, they are in position to make some noise here late in the year and... And, and, you know, Dungeon was leading for a while. Here comes Corruption. Corky Merck's held it for a little bit. Corruption's up there. And the exchange says, now's, my, now's our turn. Right. And we'll see if they can do it. I. It's There's a lot of what-ifs, though. Mm. I mean, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, that would be insanity if they pull this off somehow. Um, the, the faction race is getting interesting. Uh, I'll be really more interested to hear about what's going to happen next season and how uh, the faction race will be. Mm, altered because of that. Um, we'll, we'll have to find that out moving forward. But, Frank Boy, what do we have looking forward to next week? Next week, more more tournament matches and stuff. More. I don't have the schedule pulled up on me, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But we have more matches. matches? Is that we have more matches, saying? guys. We got more movie trivia going on. Hold on. Yeah. Who would have no, thought? We're not, we're not doing this. We're, we're not, not doing, doing this? this. We're not doing this. Schedule. See, ne- next week yeah. we have happening. William Bibiani or David Del Rio? No, that okay. happened already. No, no, it didn't. No, nope. yes, it no. Uh, Gold Leader versus Nikki Dimalanta. Oh, Page yeah. for Betty versus Griffey Nooms. And it's not all. Uh, Br- uh, Brennan the Kid Meyer taking on Barbarian and Dan Merle taking on Janine. That all goes down next week. And then next Friday, the team's tournament final pay per view. Frank, it's a busy week. Busy week. Big one. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Be there, be square. At FrankieJ29. At Brad Gilmore. You saw my doc. (laughs) What's up now? Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.